Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of energy, vitality, and success without all the anxiety that comes with trying to be perfect? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is how to question your anxious thoughts. And this is a big topic I know for a lot of people listening, and this is coming from personal experience. I'm going to give you something I've been working through the last couple of days that's made a huge difference in my life. And really, when it comes to your thoughts, your thoughts are going to determine the, your life. And that's not just me saying that. There's a great quote by Marcus Aurelius, who's a uh, Roman emperor, obviously, but big uh, Stoic uh, philosopher as well. And his quote is, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Therefore, guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. In other words, watch what you're thinking, watch your stinking thinking. So what we want to give you today is, is two ways that you can, you can actually question those anxious thoughts and start separating, separating yourself from those anxious thoughts. Because I think a lot of change happens when you just start to realize that I am not my thoughts. Uh, that my thoughts are just thoughts. They're not issues. They're not something that I have to be saddled with the rest of my life. And I can separate myself from those. Uh, I remember 10 years ago, I didn't quite understand it 10 years ago. I think it was maybe 10 or 11 years ago. I was at a, a leadership retreat and, uh, Mark Sharona said, um, all change happens when you become, when you can become an observer of your thoughts. And then, and it kind of made sense to me, but I didn't quite get it. I think I get it a lot more now. Uh, I just I was on Facebook earlier today, and uh, one of my good friends, uh, Dr. Mark Supernant, leading a, a retreat. And uh, the quote on on his post there is, um, "Every day is a battle for your mind," and I, and I firmly believe that. So if that resonates with you, then listen up because we're going to give you some great solutions on how to improve the quality of your life through improving the quality of your thoughts. So let's go ahead and dive into it. So. The, the first thing or the first uh, tactic that I want to give you, I've talked about this a little bit on past episodes, is called expressive writing. And this expressive writing is something that I came upon um, from a book um, called Back in Control. Uh, written by, it's, it's a surgeon's roadmap out of chronic pain. So written by a, a neurosurgeon. And he talks about something called expressive writing. So basically what you do when you, if you wake up in the morning, and I'm going to give you a couple of examples, um, but this was just me. I woke up, uh, I, mean two, I guess, two mornings ago, just and I could not get these anxious thoughts out of my head, and I'll walk you through it in just a few minutes. But um, the first thing he recommends doing is you just sit down and write about it. So you just write out what's going on in your head and everything. So the, the script that's running through your head, you get it on paper. And there's something incredibly um, in, impressive when you get it on paper. There's some impressive research showing that um, it can make a huge change in your nervous system. There's been over uh, 200 papers looking at the power of writing on your nervous system. There was an original paper it was, uh, in 1986. They asked volunteers to write down in detail the most traumatic events of their life for 20 minutes a day or for four days. So in detail, the most traumatic things that you've been through. And then they compared them to a group that was just able to, you know, they said, hey, write about your day. And looking four months later, the results were huge. Um, the writing had a remarkable positive effect on both mental and physical health. So it changed the way their brain worked and it changed the way their body worked. So just writing it down. And what you do after you write it down, you get it out on paper, is you tear it up. And that's what gives you that separation. You just tear it up, throw it away, and you never look at it again. So this is not journaling. This isn't something you're going to go back and look at. You just tear it up and throw it away. And that can separate you from your thoughts, which is, and I recommend doing that every day, every single day. Write your anxious thoughts out, tear it up, and throw it away. Um, 
it's incredibly effective on, on how your brain processes information. Now for me the other day, that was not working. So I, I did that and I still just felt terrible. Uh, so this is in the morning and, and I said, okay, I need a, another strategy for this. So the, here's the second strategy I want to give you. And this is, um, it's, it's called the work. So this is based on something by, um, Byron Katie. She's written several books. One of them is called loving what is, uh, you can check it out on YouTube. I'll post a YouTube video as well. That gives you kind of an outline of how to do this, but it's just giving you four questions that you can ask yourself of the thoughts that you have. And it's incredibly powerful. So I'm going to give you an example of this, um, from, uh, like when someone else is bugging you, and then I'm going to give you an example of when you are bugging you. So if someone else is getting on your nerves, driving you crazy, um, there, you can do this, but if you are the one that's driving you crazy, you can also question those thoughts as well. So, um, the, the basic premise is that it's not the circumstance or situation that's bothering you. It's your thoughts about the circumstances or situation that's bothering you. And I think everybody knows this. Like you might think that your life sucks. Um, you're having a hard time. And then you see somebody who has lost their entire family, like their house burned down and they, they lost their family in the fire, you know, something like that. Or you've been, you know, we went and we took our, our family out to the dream center in LA a few years ago. And we went and fed homeless people on Skid Row. And so you think you're struggling with finances or you're struggling with happiness. And then you go out there and you see these people that have nothing. It just, it's a stark contrast and you go, okay, um, it's not my situation. It's my thoughts about the situation, right? So I think we all inherently know this, but that doesn't change the fact that your mind is always, always, always thinking. It's always, you know, it's got, you got that chatterbox. So what do you do when you start to have these anxious thoughts or these thoughts that you don't want to have? So let me give you an example. So the very first thing that you do is you, you kind of write down a complaint and you don't have to do it on paper. If you don't want to, it helps at the beginning. Um, but you can also just do it through thoughts. So l- let's just say I'm having a thought that, uh, let's just say my daughter's not cleaning her room. Right. And I can, I can start having all kinds of thoughts about that and judgments about that. So if I wrote that down on paper, I, w- I would say, why, why isn't she cleaning a room? She's so lazy. She should appreciate the things that I give her. She doesn't appreciate anything that I do for her. what the hell's going on here. Right? So that could be my, my major thought that's dominating my life. So I write all that down. My daughter's lazy. She doesn't appreciate the stuff that I, that I give her. Um, if she, if she wasn't lazy, she would, she would, you know, have a better life. Um, it, that could even break down to like, I'm a poor parent or whatever, but let's just go back to, okay, my daughter is lazy. She doesn't appreciate what I give her. So the very first question that you ask yourself there, and you can write these down if you want. Number one is, is it true? Is that thought true? Is the, is the thought that my daughter is lazy, is that true? And, and honestly, the answer is no. She's not lazy at all. She's an awesome kid, right? So just right there, that changes my, my mindset. I, I start going, oh, okay, she's actually not lazy. Second question is, can you absolutely know for a fact 100% that it's, a, that it's true? So I might say, is it true? And I say, yeah, I think it is true. She's lazy. And then the second question is, can you know that 100%? And I'm like, no, I can't. So it's, it's not even true. Like the thought's not even true. So that's the second question is, can you know it a hundred percent? The third question is, um, how do you feel when you think that thought? So how do I feel when I think that thought? I, I feel resentful. Um, I feel irritated. I feel agitated. All these thoughts that I don't want to have, all these feelings that I don't want to have. Um, and then the next question is, and the last question is, how would you feel? How would it be if you didn't have that thought? What would your relationship be like? What would life be like if you didn't have that thought? And I'm like, man, that would free me to like connect with her more. I would be more open. I wouldn't be so critical of her. Um, I would, you know, we would have a a closer relationship. Um, I could enjoy her more. 
which is that's one of the main jobs of us as parents is to enjoy your kids, not just to be critical of them or to, to parent them, but to enjoy them. So I would enjoy her so much more. And you just start to get a feeling of relief. So I started with, I'm, I'm pissed off and irritated that she didn't clean her room. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, wow, I don't have to have this thought. And if I don't have this thought, I can actually enjoy her because she's actually not even lazy. Um, she's an awesome kid. It's just, this is my stuff, probably not even her stuff that I'm, deal- that I'm dealing with right now. So you see how those four questions can turn this around. And then the last thing that you do is what's called a turnaround, where you take the question or you, or you take the thought and you completely flip it and turn it around. So if I go back to my daughter is lazy and doesn't appreciate what I give her, I can go back and say, my daughter is not lazy and does appreciate what I give her. And is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And then I could turn it around again. Um, I don't appreciate what I have. Are there instances like where I don't appreciate what I have? Um, I'm lazy and I don't appreciate what's been given to me. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's actually, I've, I have instances I'm sure where that's true. So it just pulls you out of that negative downward spiral of you should do this, you should do that, this isn't fair, um, why is this happening to me, and gets you out of that kind of stinking thinking that we talked about. So for me the other day, um, and this is this is when you are your own worst enemy, so this is these are the, the critical thoughts on of somebody else, but they're of you, of yourself, and I don't know about you, but I, I could struggle with those even more than I struggle with uh, the ones about somebody else. So the other morning... Um, I just gotten back from a trip, so I had an awesome trip to Belgium um, with a bunch of great friends. But you know what comes from leaving for 10 days, you're going to come back and and, you're, and then, you know, reality hits you again. You have to be a, a responsible adult. So, you know, just had more anxiety about, you know, going back to the office and making sure things are happening the way they need to. And I had, you know, I had a few talks that I needed to learn and I just uh, went and did a talk that didn't work at all. And, you know, some, you know, I looked at, you know, different bank accounts and, and we had some goals that we wanted to hit that we weren't hitting. Um, you know, it, it was, it was tough and, and it seemed like nothing was working in my life when I woke up a couple of days ago. So, um, my, my office wasn't as going as well as I wanted it to. My, my, just my, my, the family life, marriage, none of that, none of that was going nearly as well as I thought I was like kind of reentering society again. And it, I, I didn't feel like I was succeeding, but I let myself get into this point where I wasn't just not succeeding or not doing so well, but I was a failure. Like I, I got up, I did my expressive writing. And the first thing out of my, on the piece of paper was like, I'm a failure, which is kind of crazy. If you think about it, um, I, 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 kind of pride myself on having a, a strong mind. And I think if most people looked at my life and or your life, they would think uh, you're not a failure at all. But that's how I felt. I'm like, I am freaking failing at this right now. I'm failing at hitting my goals at work. I'm failing as a father. I'm failing as a husband. I am failing. And that turned really quickly and I'm a failure, right? Or I am failing um, at all these different areas. So how do you turn that around and start questioning it? So the first question is, is it true? And the answer is no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not failing at all. Um, I have an amazing practice helping a ton of people. Um, I, I coach other doctors and other people to on on you know on how to improve their lives, and I'm, I'm successful at reaching people through them. Um, you know, I've coached hundreds of, of other doctors that have helped a lot of people that way. So I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not helping enough people. I'm a failure. Well, no, I'm not. I could just look at the people we helped yesterday. We helped a ton of people yesterday. Um, I'm a failure. Am I a failure financially? Absolutely not. I have a, I mean, I have a great house. Um, you know, we have two cars. Uh, we have, you know, a college fund for the kids. We have money stuck away in savings. Am I making as much as I wanted to make uh, based on my goals? No. Okay. But I'm not a failure. I, like, I have so much going for me. So, like, if you look at just me compared to, like, other people I know in the United States, I still would say I'm a success. But, man, you start looking at other countries. You start looking at, you know, I, I was on a missions trip to Guatemala a while back. 
Um, holy cow, are you kidding me? If like you, if you have running water, you're a huge success. So am I a failure? Absolutely not. Um, I, I have a great marriage. Um, you know, we've been married for 18 years now. Like that's awesome. Um, I have two incredible kids that are doing really well. Um, then they know that I love them and I'm connected to them. So am I a failure? Absolutely not. It's not true. So can you know hundred percent that it's true? No, I can't. So it's not true. So those are the first two questions. How do I feel when I have that thought of I'm failing? I feel anxious. I feel like I need to push. I feel overwhelmed. Um, I feel like giving up. I feel like I, or, or the other side of it would be, I feel like I get to push really hard. Um, who would I be or how would it be without that thought? Wow. That would free me up to focus on other people rather than me. That would free me up to focus on actually serving and helping more people or to just be more authentic or to be, um, more present with my family. But for, because for me, if I'm thinking about the future and I got to push hard and I got to fix this and I got to fix that, then I'm not present with my family. And the irony there is if I have this feeling of I'm, I'm failing, then I'm not going to be present with my family. I'm not going to be present on date night with my wife. Um, so if I, who would I be without that feeling? I would feel free. I would feel open. I would feel easy. I would feel in the flow. And then the last one there is, um, you know, the, the, the turnaround, what's the turnaround. So instead of I'm failing or I'm a failure, the turnaround is I'm a huge success. Where am I, where can I have evidence that I'm a huge success? I, I could list them off. There's a, and so can you like, where in your life are you thinking you're a failure and you're not? So what I encourage you to do is ask those questions. Is it true? Can I know that it's true? hundred percent. How do I feel with that thought? And then who would I be without that thought? And then you do the turnaround where you, where you, you recite the exact opposite of the original negative thought that you had. And I guarantee if you're feeling like you gotta, you gotta measure up you're a failure. Um, life isn't going the way you want it to. Life's not fair. Um, you can't do it because of X, Y, and Z because of your past and you're blaming different things. You just get caught in this thought pattern that is not you. And when you can start to separate yourself from those thoughts, amazing things start to happen. So hopefully that helps. And and you could do that the next time you have a negative thought. I recommend trying it when you're done with the podcast here. Think of something that's bugging you, write it down on paper, kind of write the complaint out. Um, X, Y, and Z is going wrong. This should happen. I wish this was going better. Um, this isn't fair. You know, just whine it out on paper and then just ask those questioning thoughts. Um, those four questions. Is it true? Can I know hundred percent that it's true? How would I, how do I feel when I think that thought? And then who would I be without that thought that can absolutely change your life and because you change your life one day at a time. I'll tell you, I woke up in a, in a dark place, but I had one of the best days I've ever had. You know, once I, once I spent 15, 20 minutes with this stuff, you know, downstairs in my basement, um, I walked out a completely different person. And if I can do it, you can absolutely do it too. So this is called burnout to breakthrough for a reason. Um, if you keep having these negative thoughts, these stressful thoughts, these anxious thoughts that can cause burnout really quickly. Um, but you can also understand like when, when because of that, if you, if you just be the fact that you're listening to this podcast or you're reading books or you're, you're getting help or having authentic conversations that can lead to not only just getting you back to where you were, but it can get you broken through to a much better, much higher quality of life on the other side. So, uh, until next time, this is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Let's turn that burnout into a breakthrough.